don't do that. But I think the most important thing is starts with mental health. And then after that, you can focus on your physical health and everything else. Yeah. And I actually also went back to reading. I read like a reading like business related books and self-development. So like coaching and mm-hmm. how to start a business or like business idea and like the calling. But it's definitely can you send me some of those books. Yeah. <laughs> and you, I you, love them like Yeah, as well. <laughs> yeah. See you guys have your friends. <laughs> we know each other really well. But no for real, so you are so right. <laughs> Welcome to the Purposeful Fitness with Coach Ola, where I dive in deeper into holistic health and fitness topics that will help you stay inspired, motivated, and dedicated to living a purposeful fit life while pursuing for the Akhirah. And welcome to episode number 56 with Coach Ola. I am very excited to have you here today to welcome our guest, Jasmine, known as Yasfit. She is someone that I've known for 10 years, so I'm very excited to have her on my show to talk about on how to be resilient during COVID-19 and the importance of having a strong support system and reconnecting with our friends, families, and our community. So in this episode, we talked about being resilient and be keeping up with our fitness journey and the importance of watching what we're eating. Without further ado, I would like for you to welcome Jasmine. Hey, welcome to the podcast show and this episode, Yaz Fit. Jasmine, how are you today? I'm good, Hamza. How are you? Alhamdulillah. So for everyone who's listening- for having me. Oh, you are very welcome. So for everyone who's listening, she and I have known each other for like over 10 years. So this is yeah. going to be a very fun conversation, friends to friends, and how we both where we are now. Yeah. So Jasmine, please tell us about yourself, what you currently do and how did we meet? Okay. So, well, first of all, we met in MSA. This is before we wore hijab, before Yas Fit PT, before Be Fit for Akhira. So this is ages ago. This is probably about, wait, I think 2008. Nine, eight, yeah. Like a decade ago. <laughs> yeah. Literally over a, a decade, decade ago. Yeah. And we were the only, I think, non-hijabis in MSK. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. We both got into fitness around the same... Well, I mean, we were both into fitness, I think, already. But we got into weightlifting around the same time, just, I think, a few months apart. We wore hijab around, a few, you know, a few months apart. The funny thing is, I think I got into weightlifting before you. And, like, heavy, like, really into weightlifting. Because I, I started lifting when I was about 13, 14. But in terms of like, just like hardcore, you know, part of my daily routine, that was around 18, when I was 18. And you wore hijab literally a few months before I wore it. And we had this whole plan, guys. Okay, this it was whole few days. plan. It was a few days. I remember like, I wore on Friday. Days? Yeah, on Friday. And then you did it, I think, on I thought it was a week. Yeah, okay. like, see? I don't know, okay, Friday. Yeah, okay, first of all, first of all, we had this whole plan. <laughs> So we both had family members that really, you know, weren't, I guess, didn't want us to wear hijab. And so we're like, we had this whole plan. We're going to try it out over the summer. And I, th- I think we had like, I was going to, you know, go to university or transfer universities to Virginia Tech. And you were going to go to George Mason. We had this whole plan figured out. And then Arna just walks up with the hijab on. I'm like, bro, <laughs> I thought we were going to wait a little bit, test it out together. And so I got, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was just really motivated. 
and you know, I was like, you know what, I just, I don't want to wait. And I wore it a few days after you, then a week after you. And yeah, we got into fitness around the same time, or I keep saying fitness, but I, I don't know, for me, it's like weightlifting is like really when, what I consider fitness now. It's like, that's what changed my life. And so, you know, we, I remember the first day I wore hijab, I told you, I was like, you know, we're going to meet at the gym. And I just wore my mom's white two-piece Syrian hijab. <laughs> And I go there and do you remember Mike, Big Mike? Yep. He was on the Stairmaster and he, I was like, hey. And he was like, for like literally a solid five minutes, didn't say a word. I was like, all right, have a good, you know, good workout. And he was like, well, I wasn't expecting that. So I go up the stairs and I see we're both wearing our white Syrian hijabs <laughs> and we're on the treadmill. Uh, yeah, those are good things. Yeah, and we forgot to introduce each other in Arabic. But yeah, we both speak Arabic too, so that has been like, you actually, you were the first Arab friend that I had, like, back in college. So I was like, wow, there's, there are Arabs in this area. This is so exciting. <laughs> 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 the Syrians. Yeah, everyone. So that's why having, like, the right friends is really important. And, like, Jasmine was always the one who, because we had literally the same path of life. It's so interesting. And then when she and I immigrated to different universities, and I went through the anxiety, depression, like she was able to like, okay, get back into it, come back to it, come back to it. And so I want to tell the audience, like you and I were actually, we did our first 5k at George Mason. Remember? Oh, right, right. And that, yeah. helped, and that helped us like with both of our own struggles overcome like lots of, you know, bad ha like, you know, bad habits. Cause we were like young and dumb back in the day, <laughs> which I'm, <laughs> I'm proud about <laughs> because you got to enjoy life. Yeah. So Fitness was our way of finding ourselves, finding ourselves with our faith and then mm -hmm. bringing it back to the mental health aspect and spirituality. And that's what I want to tell the audience, like how it can connect it together. So now she enjoys workouts with dumbbells, weightlifting, but then I kind of like lost that joy. And now my new joy is not just the water itself, but outdoor workouts, resistance bands. And so Jasmine, tell me like, what are your favorite workouts that you have been doing so far lately? Like exercises equipment so yeah so my favorite workouts recently honestly have been just trying different things and really kind of getting crazy still safe but just kind of crazy with it trying things that I normally wouldn't try and that started before you know quarantine and all of that I, I got injured last year several injuries back to back none of which had to do with working out just so that everyone knows but the first, uh, for two years, actually, I was injured. So the first one, I injured my foot, and it just progressively got worse. And then I injured my both of my wrists, and then I sprained my ankle, and it was just a couple of things. And so then it took me a while to get back, and I didn't even know how to get back, to be 100%. Even though, like, I'm a trainer, I did athletic therapy for, you know, eight months for one thing, and three, four months for another thing. So getting back into it, I was just like, okay, I kind of felt like I was, I was starting from scratch because I was on bed rest for, you know, over a year. And I just remember, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to come back in. I just wanted to feel like I was getting a workout in and, you know, with my, at the time, you know, situation, I wasn't really able to do much. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try different things. So I grabbed a couple of dumbbells and I'm like, I'm going to just do some really weird combinations and see if I can work out my full body, but still have it fun, still make you feel like a workout without, you know, 
carrying heavy weight because at the time I couldn't, I couldn't, like, my wrists were still injured. So <laughs> I just started some really, you know, random weird things. And then under quarantine, I actually used my husband as a resistance, like, <laughs> like cables. And we were doing, we were trying all these different things. I did almost get injured once a little bit, <laughs> but <laughs> I used him as like the cable rose. And I was like pulling him and having him, you know, kind of pull back. Was a lot of fun so i think just trying different things it's actually a very good segue and <clears throat> topic to talk about because you actually like i feel like you're my expert now because you and i <laughs> i've known you for a long time and <clears throat> excuse me even at college you've had injuries to like new vision tech and that was like testing your limits right like you were able to mm-hmm. talk about it so tell the audience how how resilient were you and how were you able to come back into fitness after injuries and after injuries and what did that teach you about fitness the first thing it taught me in in general is patience and resilience and you know not giving up and it's all up to you so you have to be very 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 persistent and honestly just believe that you'll get back to it at one point you know i did fall into depression which was two two years ago or no it was last year and that was, I mean, it was really hard because it was, you know, one injury after another. And when I was, you know, at tech, I, I had, it wasn't just an injury, but it was also several illnesses back to back. And like, I had mono three times and the doctor was like, how on earth do you get mono three times? I'm like, dude, like, I don't know. I touch handles, like I'm out all the time. So I don't know if I like, you know, grab the knob and then like rub my eye or something. And it was just, it was really testing because it was like one semester, I'm like 100% and I'm, I'm running outside and going to the gym every day, every morning. I would go to the gym every single morning. I was up at 4, 4.30, go to the gym by 5. And all of a sudden, next semester, you know, I have mono. I'm in the house pretty much 24-7, just going out for, for class and coming back. And so it wasn't, it wasn't easy, but I think if you, you have to be persistent. So especially when you're injured, because illness is one thing, you kind of, you know, you have to really listen to your body. I mean, you have to do that with injuries, but with illness, it's like you have, you really don't have that much control in terms of how you feel. You have to make sure, especially if it's like something in your chest or in your stomach, you have to make sure that you're, you're feeling well. If it's just like nasal, then usually you're fine. But with injuries, there's a recovery process. So first of all, I would say go for athletic therapy if you can. Second of all, whatever exercises you're supposed to do, especially if you're going to an athletic therapist or physical therapist, do them every day, like multiple times a day. The first injury, I didn't do that. The first, or not the first, the first time I injured my foot, I didn't do that. I didn't do, I didn't do my recovery exercises every day. I was doing them like every other day, maybe, you know, two, three, four times a week. And I was like, man, I'm not seeing that much recovery. And I was going to, you know, physical therapy. I'm like, I'm not really seeing, you know, that much of a difference. And then I started doing athletic therapy and I started seeing a little bit more of a difference, but I still wasn't doing my recovery on a regular basis. So when I sprained my ankle, when, when I, sorry, when I sprained my wrist, both of my wrists and then my ankle, I was like, there's no way I'm going to not walk again. Like that was the worst, not being able to walk. Cause you were in, you were literally in bed. I would literally order food when my husband was out. I couldn't, you know, cook or make meals. So I was just like order food, gained like 30 plus pounds. 
I'm like, heck no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm ready to go back to the gym. And because I actually the first foot injury, I was like, I was going back to the gym, slowly getting back in there. And then I got injured again. Again, not from working out. It was just, I had, there was a pothole and my foot got stuck in there and I sprained my ankle. So I'm like, oh, heck no. So I literally, like, every single day, I was doing my exercise, every single exercise. And I was pushing myself. It was uncomfortable, but I kept pushing myself about three, four times a day. I was just very persistent. And my athletic therapist was like, you're doing really well. Like, your, your injury is recovering really fast. You know, you, you're, on, you're, you know, you're on track. Like, you're, you're going to be good to go. And, and remember, like, my foot at that time didn't completely recover because I didn't do all the necessary recovery exercises from the first injury. So I was dealing with both, but it was still recovering on time and still doing everything it was supposed to be doing. And alhamdulillah, I was able to run after that. I started doing plyometrics after that. I was weightlifting after that, squatting, heavy weights. Like, I was getting there. And that's because you just have to kind of push through. And sometimes it feels like, you're never going to be able to get there. But to be honest, if you just take it one day at a time, you say, okay, I need to do these things. You're just super focused, you know, muscle mind connection, really important. You can't just, you know, half do things, then you'll get there. And it's just a matter of time. And I mean, a lot of athletes will tell you that. So that's what I kind of kept in my head. Um, very great point. So now that we are in the times where we're like, we're prone to get sick and stuff. What did that teach you and how, what did that that teach you in times like now to be safe, to, you know, watch out and all that stuff? So again, I got sick several times when I was in university. So I was already paranoid. (laughs) So when people like, oh, like, you know, masks don't do anything. And, you know, people are paranoid, just the flu. I was like, nope, not risking it. And even though I went to Spain, I like wore the mask, had hand sanitizer on me 24-7, tried to keep a healthy distance from anyone that was like sick. And alhamdulillah, you know, we're, we're good to go. But I think in times like this, it's, first of all, it's really important to really make sure you're taking care of your nutritional health. Because if you do get it, you want your body to be prepared. So that's something my husband and I are taking very seriously. And that's something that I've learned in the past is nutrition makes a huge huge difference there were times when i was sleeping you know 45 minutes to three hours and i was overtraining and i was overworking and i mean i was i was having a blast don't get me wrong but i wasn't allowing my body to recover and now recovery is the most important thing for me like the most important thing i also have like a theragun you know the um, yeah yeah. yeah the percussive therapy gun and so i use that three times a day I'm just like at it. Like I don't, I don't miss a day now. And I invest in my recovery and in my health first and foremost. And then I worry about everything else. I don't really care about numbers. I don't really care about, you know, what it says on the scale. I'm more focused on just making sure that I'm taking care of my body. Because if you do get injured, if you do get sick, you want to make sure your body's prepared. Like you don't want to be already, you know, barely healthy, barely making it right. They say, with the coronavirus, if you have underlying conditions, you're more likely to get a bigger hit. Now, that's not for everybody. Some people still got hit, even though they were really healthy. But you want to make sure you're preparing yourself to the best of your ability. So taking vitamin C, you know, making sure you're eating properly, proper nutrients, and not just macronutrients, but micronutrients as well. I think that's overlooked, you know, fiber, all of that. You want to make sure that you're, you're 
taking care of your body, preparing it. And so, you know, God forbid that you do eventually get it because they're saying, you know, a vast majority of people are going to get it, that you're, you're in the best state to accept that. I mean, not accept it, you don't want to reject it, but <laughs> best state in terms of your, your body and your health to, to get it. But Actually, obviously, oh, yeah. oh, sorry. I was just going to say, obviously yeah. stay away, from, you know, try to avoid going out if you can. And if you do, make sure that you keep your distance and everything that they've been talking about. Yeah, so actually a really good point. I'm very big on sleep because I did, like, I'm under a lot of stress. So I've been, like, feeling sick or coughing and, my mom, like, there's no fever, all that stuff. But sleep is also very overlooked and it's harder than before now because, like, there's so much to do um, mm-hmm. for a lot of people. But nutrition is a good point and sleep is a very important point. Yeah. And then the mindset is a very important point. And so when it comes to resilience, especially during coronavirus, time and any epidemic what is the number one thing that you would like to tell our audience to work on for their fitness journey for their work lifestyle whatever difficulties they're going through i think the first thing is to get yourself in a good mindset a healthy mindset i think being mentally just in a good place that will do wonders and i think knowing what your what works for you what puts you in that good mental space is is very important for me you know as you know like I'm I'm an outdoor person like I need to be outdoors all I can be home I (laughs) don't like being home (laughs) and the days when I was like sleeping 45 minutes to three hours a day is because I was out all the time I was out I was working I was you know like just I would do everything outside even when I was working on my you know on Yasfit on my laptop it was always outside it couldn't be indoors when I would study, it would be outside. So I was so used to that. And so now, like, I'm on my balcony. I come outside every single day. Even if I wake up late, even if whatever, I come outside, I read a little bit. I read something that is, you know, like some self-help books. What the most successful people do before breakfast is my favorite. But I'm already done with that. I've, I've finished so many books just, like, coming out every morning. I'm actually reading, right now I'm reading uh, The Sealed Nectar the second time so a lot of books I read multiple times just to make sure that I you know if I miss something but and I jot down notes on the side but basically I come and sit outside I drink some water or some tea some coffee and just put myself in a good mental space before I start my day and that has helped tremendously like the days that I feel rushed and I'm like okay I need to finish work and I need to do this and I need to do that and I don't have anything you know I don't have any time to myself I just, I always feel down. And every day that I come outside, I, you know, get to enjoy the sun, alhamdulillah. I just, I always feel more productive. I always feel like I'm ready to tackle the day. I, it doesn't feel like I'm under quarantine. It just feels like, okay, you know, we're indoors, but we're making the most out of it. And, you know, if you can go outside, you know, obviously making sure that there's like nobody there. But if you can go outside, keeping social distance and just go out for a walk or go for, you know, like if you have a bike, cycle around. When I went in Spain and we cycled around, oh my God, that was the best. Like I can't even, oh God, I can't even explain to you. But anyway, some outdoor activities while maintaining social distancing. Okay, guys, like I need to emphasize that because people are like going to the parks, but there are other people I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. But I think the most important thing is starts with mental health. And then after that, you can focus on your physical health and everything else. Yeah, and I actually also went back to reading. I read like a reading like business related books and self development, so like coaching and mm-hmm. how to start a business or like business idea and like the calling. But it's definitely. Can you send a, me some of those books? 
yeah <laughs> and you i love them like <laughs> yeah as well <laughs> yeah see you guys have your friends <laughs> we know each other really well but no for real so you are so right about like mental health and like taking care and like, because i'm under pressure right now i'm like losing my sanity so i'm going back to like okay keep calm write things down art color like art therapy is, is helping mm. for me and then the outdoors yes so tell us about your trip because i actually didn't i just saw you on your instagram so i'm like wait what <laughs> when did she go <laughs> so I, i went to spain it was the end of february to i think it was like march 9th march 8th something like that and it was, it was fairly recent it was last month but it was one heck of a challenge so it was with islamic relief and we were raising funds for water for life so for 2000 over 2000 people in mali and to have access to clean water and we were trying to raise as many funds as possible our goal was $25,000 and we all went and it was just one of the most life changing experiences to be honest i i highly recommend it for anybody and everybody that could do it obviously after you know the whole coronavirus comes down my husband couldn't join me at the time because he you know he's canadian he had to stay here until he got his travel authorization but i went and i met amazing people we still talk on a regular basis and we actually do zoom <laughs> they have like a zoom session every day and everyone can just kind of join in and join out whenever they want and we just built really strong relationships because we had to help each other in ways i think it wasn't just like physical like we all thought it was a physical a physical challenge and it was but it was also mental emotional spiritual it was just it was challenging on, on every single level and we started off every day i think we got up you know about fajr and then we all met up around 8 had breakfast and then we were out we, were, we would cycle about 55 kilometers a day and listen i hadn't cycled in like <laughs> like 5 years at least I'm like, okay, this is going to be really challenging. I hadn't gone on a bike in legit like five years. I'm like, okay, I hope I can, you know, I'll be fine. And I was, I cycled a little bit like to, to train, you know, indoor spinning classes and whatever. And I, I did, I did like two sessions for like 20 minutes. That's it. And again, I haven't fully recovered from my injuries. So I'm like, this is going to be interesting. The same day that I was supposed to fly out. I go to urgent care and I like strain my neck. You always get sick. It's just interesting. I always get sick. I was at work. Like it was just so random. Oh, I'm no. like, "Lord, what is going on?" I was at work just minding my business. And I just like get up and I stretch and I just strain my neck and it was like a level 8 or 9. I'm like, I was oh, in gosh. so much pain, couldn't move. It literally took me an hour to get out of the parking lot. My husband had to come pick me up from my desk and like take me to the parking lot. That took an hour and then he took me to urgent care. And I was like, yeah, basically like I'm going to have to postpone my flight. And then I don't know, alhamdulillah, like we kept waiting. We waited at urgent care for like 3-4 hours. Eventually, we barely made it to the airport and I get on the flight and I still have a strain, but it was like a 5 out of 10 in terms of pain and So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to take it one step at a time. When we eventually get on the bikes, I'm I'm telling, you know, the coordinators, the Islamic Relief coordinators, I'm like, "Hey, you know, I'm just letting you know that there's a pretty high chance that I won't be able to finish." 
and you know this is what's going on with my with my with my neck and i might have to get into the emergency van because there's a van that follows you follows the whole team so i'm like you know just letting you guys know and he was like no just take it easy you know just you know don't push yourself take it easy we're right there with you if you need anything and if need be there's a van right there so i'm like okay so i start off really easy and i'm like again good form is very important like even especially when you're injured so i'm keeping like perfect form the entire time i'm just like roll those shoulders back chest out <laughs> engage your core and i'm just like if you know i'm minimizing the amount of i don't want any other muscles to compensate right for for my neck and for my, my shoulder so I'm just like making sure that my form is, is just on point and I'm pushing myself and pushing myself at that point, the pain had gone down to like a two, but it kept kind of bouncing back and forth, two to five, two to five. And I think by the end of the day, and again, I was, I had my Theragun, I literally got it for that trip. And I was just making sure that I was, you know, focusing on recovery. I, everyone would stay up all night and I was like, I need to focus on sleep and recovery, sleep and recovery. And the next day, my knee was hurting or sorry that same night my knee was hurting the first day and i was like oh great and so i adjusted my seat again obviously make sure that your seat is adjusted like you form you know making sure that you're if you're you know if you're on a bike your seat is at the proper height everything is adjusted before you start right because otherwise you're just you're putting yourself in a bad situation so you always want to make sure that you're you're preparing yourself for success. You're preparing your body for success. And that's how a lot of people get injured is they don't, they don't really care about form or they think form is like, eh, it's not that big of a deal. And they kind of go more for, for heavier weights, improper form, it's all good. For me, form is everything. And if you've ever been a client of mine, you'll know form is everything. I'm so picky about form. I won't let you pass unless you, your form is like on point. I'm a stickler about it. And because I know, right, I know. And anyway, so my, my knee started hurting, did everything that I had to do, made sure that, you know, I iced everything that I needed to ice. I made sure Theragun everywhere I needed to be. And then next day was the, was the hardest day, which was all uphill, like all for 55 kilometers. Okay. We we're like eight hours, just cycling, <laughs> just all uphill. We were literally cycling so fast and there were people walking beside us that were walking faster. <laughs> And it was just, it was hilarious, but I don't know, man, it, it was definitely a mental challenge. And I remember thinking, I'm like, I was thinking about all the spinning classes that I've done in the past. And one thing that kept sticking with me was push, pull, push, pull. So I just, again, it's mind over matter, but you know, mind muscle connection, mind over matter, making sure that you're, you're just focused on what is right in front of you. Obviously you have a bigger goal, but you're focused on what's right in front of you instead of getting overwhelmed with, oh my God, I can't do this or that. And I wiped out the second day, almost fell off a cliff. And like, I still have the injury. <laughs> and I, I was just like shedding blood, like literally my entire left side was just shedding blood. And two people were really kind enough to come and help me. And they poured some water. We didn't have, I think, hand sanitizer at the time, like on us. But they poured some water, cleaned it. One guy had bandages, helped me out. And I just like, I got right back up, kept going. And then I get a flat tire. <laughs> and this is all on like the day that we're just going uphill. So I'm just like, all right, great. And these two guys and one of my friends I was cycling with, I mean, they're all part of the group. And they come back, they come back down, they see me, they come back down 
And they, for like a solid 30, 40 minutes, just helped me change the tire. They had a spare and just like, they did everything. And it, it, honestly, at that point, it clicked that, first of all, we're one Ummah. And second of all, we can't do this alone. People keep trying to do everything alone. And I remember at that, like on that, on that trip, when I first started, I was like, okay, I need to focus on making sure I do this. I do this. And that was just like a turning point for me. And I was like, dude, we're not in this alone and we can't do it alone. We have to stick together as a group. Like this is a group activity. And life in general is, is something that you do as a group, right? You can't cut off ties with everybody, just be isolated and be like, okay, I don't need anybody. We all need each other. And so that was a turning point for me. And I was forever grateful. And they know that literally when we were, we had a, a little get together at the end where everybody kind of said, you know, what they were grateful for and what they've learned from the challenge. And I just started crying. <laughs> like I just started tearing up. I'm like, um, you guys. <laughs> and I was just like, I was forever grateful for them. There's also another person that came and he would, and this is, this is the toughest day, right? Everybody is struggling. Some people had to get off their bikes because the hill was so steep and they just couldn't push through. And this guy went all the way up, would check how you know, difficult it was, come back down and then hype everyone up. I'm like, bro, I don't know how you're doing it, but I was, I was really grateful for him because he was just pushing everybody, you know, he was getting us excited. So again, it's a group effort. So that's the main thing I think that I've learned that I've taken away from that trip. And obviously we saw, we had amazing views and learning more about Islamic history in Spain. It just, I think we all felt closer to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we felt closer as an ummah. And so those are bonds I think we would never lose. That's actually a very good segue and like a summary of this whole conversation. Number one, I miss my bike. I'm going to get back into it as well. And number two, and how to be resilient in times like now, like you said, mindset, so mind over body, always. Number two, exactly what you said, I wrote it down before this, surround yourself with the right people. Like you cannot be isolated alone because then you're going to go mental sanity, lose it. So surround yourself with the right people and maybe you can go back and reconnect with old friends like Jasmine and yeah. I are reconnecting right now because <laughs> we're both like busy. Yeah. You, you keep calling me Jasmine, but everyone now knows me as Yaz. Yeah. So I'm like, I, okay. <laughs> I know her since like I know. a decade ago. <laughs> so I, my whole life, I went by Jasmine. But when I started Yaz Fit, I just started going by Yaz. After I messed up, everyone called, called me Yasmin. I just went by Yaz. So yeah, so it's for real. Like, like Yasmin. Yes, We're going to say yes. No, 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 no. I, I don't know I prefer Yaz or Jasmine. Okay, Yaz. Yeah, yeah. And then number three is nutrition and number four is the recovery time make sure you do that and like for me it's a sleeping time make sure you're sleeping because especially during college like i don't know how you did it and now i'm like okay i the girl i used to be and the girl that like for example like you know, i knew you since college times and you were like the one one of those college students who pushed herself to the limit and i'm like i can't do this i don't know how she's doing it i need that sleep. but you are doing it i am doing it but it it's hard to like not sleep. Like I need to sleep. <laughs> Some people just don't sleep. I'm like, I can't. That's not me. Yeah. So recovery time, she learned it really well. And then I learned that sleeping is really well. So these two are needed. Sleep and recovery. And then staying active. So whatever your active form is. Like for me now, it's swimming outdoors, what have you, bikes. But now the pools are kind of on a pause. So we're all these swimmer, swimmers in the house are coming up with ideas just to have fun with it. And then the lessons that I feel like I learned from our friendship and our connection is number one, stay in connection no matter what happens, right? 
Just like the trip, there's always ups and downs in any relationship. And that's what makes our friendship so unique. Like we were able to stay resilient on our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, like it's a blessing. I'm so blessed. It is. It yeah. Is we- <laughs> so resilience in relationships and like, you know, work, everything that we do in life. And then make time for your family, for yourself. And then, of course, don't forget the community. Is there anything else that I should have asked you, mentioned that I didn't perhaps? Well, I just want to know what your, you know, how you've been kind of keeping up with COVID-19, coronavirus, and staying indoors, quarantine. What are some of your tips? Sure, yes. Definitely writing lots of things down. Like, if you come in my office right now, there's paper. I'm just writing because that keeps me grounded because <laughs> yeah. I like to vent like you know how much I'm a venter <laughs> yeah yeah I think we're all honestly we all like yesterday I wrote four pages for my husband yeah. just literally venting everything all my ideas so yeah no I think writing is super but smart. but it's actually so I learned it again the hard way because that has happened between you and me more like I vented way too much and then like I was too negative you're like okay well, well I'm not ready for this right now <laughs> so like <laughs> We had to take a little pause from each other and then, you know, come back again. So that has happened to me recently with another friend where I didn't mean to become too much to her for her, but like I did become too much. I, so like there's a pause and I'm like, oh my gosh. So it kind of like put me back into that sensitivity, emotional downhill. So then I went back to journal writing. Even if I write things down, like on paper, I toss in trash, let the pressure. Recycling. Recycling. Yeah, like, with the pres- like, no, I have, like, old paper, like, yeah, see? I know, I'm, just, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, like, just recycle. Yeah, so writing, drawing, not drawing, but, like, coloring if I can, doing the podcast, talking, and trying to stay active as much as I can. It's not the same, which make which is making it, like, really dep- harder. Because, like, yeah. my situation is a, a bit interesting where, like, I'm a trainer, but then I got into <laughs> swimming, and now, like, swimming is on a pause again. So, like, adjusting and... Yeah, it's a lot of adjustments, and I think people underestimate that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's my tips. Number one, sleep. Find a way to cope your way, whether it's writing, whatever, like taking a deep breath in, talking to close friends, staying connected with close friends. Maybe you can reconnect with your family. I feel like a lot of us are disconnected from our family members because we're so busy. Um, so it's a great way to like reconnect with them. So inshallah, the barakah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can re-enter our lives. But yeah, how this helps. <laughs> <laughs> it does, honestly. I think it's important to also know that we're all in it together, you know? Yeah, and say hi, David. Oh yeah, for real. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh my gosh, she is the queen of the water bottles, you guys. So if you're watching this video, she's the queen of like <laughs> gallons of water. Yeah. I don't know if the queen of gallons of water, but... Yeah, I definitely used to go to class with a gallon of water. I was like, what? I literally almost went to a wedding with a gallon of water, but then I left it in the car. During Ramadan, I think that's important to literally drink a gallon of water. That's like my biggest tip for Ramadan. Drink a gallon of water before before you go to sleep. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's important to know that we're all in it together, that, you know, we're all, like, it's not easy for anybody, even if we're all, obviously, we're trying to have fun. We're trying to make it, you know, make the best of it but we're all having our down moments too and I've noticed that just speaking to everybody that it's it's not easy there's a huge adjustment right we're all used to going outside and and you know we're used to having our freedom and all that and now it's like we're forced to stay indoors and obviously for our safety for the safety of others but knowing that it's not just you that's everybody I feel like for me has been really helpful because I'm like you know it's not happening to me it's happening to all of us and so we need to be there for each other. 
and like you said, reconnecting with family members and friends and, you know, seeing what they're up to. I feel like that's a huge blessing, you know, and, and making sure that you keep up with people that maybe in areas like New York or, you know, Seattle or Italy, like if you, if you have family members in those areas, like I have family members in Spain, I have family members in, in New York and friends in New York. And, you know, I found out that one of my friends, her whole family has tested positive. And so I think reaching out to people and saying like, hey, are, you know, are you okay? How's everything going? Because you know, a lot of people aren't gonna be like, hey, I have it. You know, they're gonna pretend like everything's okay. But then when you actually talk to them on a deeper level, they actually tell you kind of what's going on. And so feeling like there's someone asking about them, I think is really important because I've had that happen to me, alhamdulillah, where, you know, last year when I wasn't feeling, you know, my best and people are reaching out to me and saying, hey, you know, for example, I haven't seen you on social media in a while or, you know, we haven't spoken in a while. Is everything okay? How are you doing? How's Canada? How's whatever? And it was just, it was nice to know that like people were, were still like, they still care. They still wanted what's best for you but sometimes you just need a reminder so i think i think that's like right now if you can and you have the time i mean make the time really but <laughs> at least try to reach out to one person a day or you know every every other day or something yes thank you so much for the great reminders and for our wonderful amazing friendship and let's stay connected even more yeah no matter what happens sure. we're all trying to like you know stay grounded and manage our time yeah. all right guys so before we leave Make sure to tag this episode and follow Yaz Fit PT, right? Yes, yeah. Fit PT. And then Ola at BFIT for Akhira, tag us, tell us your biggest takeaway, and share with us like how you're surviving this and your workouts and anything on your mind. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Assalamualaikum. Thank you for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe today and leave a five-star review. You can also screenshot and share this episode with a family or a friend. Be strong, be fit, be fit for Akhirah.